Hey everybody, this is Crypto Messiah, and this is Wrecked. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host, Chamber. Chamber, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. Um, that I mean, besides the fact that I think um, I live close to uh, a military base and an airport, and I think they're doing some sort of like uh, like flight training or oh. maybe some sort of air show this weekend, and it's and it's like Fallujah in my backyard right now. <laughs> It's fucking nuts. <laughs> well, that sounds that sounds lovely. At least your it's, whole at least your whole state isn't on fire like some places. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like, did you see the? Um, I was looking last night. Somebody had uh, taken a drone. I think it was in San Francisco or something like that, and then did a bunch of like B roll of the, uh, you know, of, of the scenery in in that area. Yeah, and and put the uh, put the track of. Um, uh, Blade Runner in the background. <laughs> it was it was insane. It was insane. That's just really unreal. I can't I can't imagine living in California right now. And, you know, especially isn't it isn't the fires like aren't they mostly Southern California? Yeah, I, I think it's the entire West Coast. I heard all the way up to like Oregon and, wow. and maybe Southern Washington. And then too. there's like two feet of snow in in Colorado. So yeah, <laughs> that's 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 we're so fine. Wild. We're fine. But yeah, oh, okay. anyway, we've got a fan fantastic guest recurring guest now officially a recurring guest with us today we are very excited to welcome the one and only messiah how you doing brother hey guys how's it going thanks for having me on um you can just call me daniel or some people call me messy uh either one i like messy daniel but don't call him late for dinner (laughs) don't call me late for dinner (laughs) i was trying to figure out a way to uh to get us on video for this show because I happened to watch you on um, on Shitcoin Talk the other day. A uh, bunch, I don't know if you caught that, but uh, a dumb had showed uh, Messi how to, uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know what program it it's, was, but how to mess it's around. It's actually, um, Snapchat makes it. It's called oh, Snap what? Camera. And uh, so, you know, I, I joined Shitcoin Talk and Dumb's over there, you know, I can, I can like curse on this podcast, right? Absolutely. Of course. I can't remember. <laughs> so, so, okay, well, that's just like my natural like instinct. So, Me too. Anyway, Dumb's over there and, you know, his fucking head's like getting huge and and then small <laughs> yeah. and, and he's doing all this. Weird, then he's got Iron Man as his head and, and I'm just like, dude, you know what? I need that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that. That looks like that's that's right up my alley. Um, so he got me hooked up with it, and, and it's essentially. Have you guys ever used um, OBS Studio? Yep. Yeah. So it's essentially like a um, a virtual camera output, hmm. and uh, what it'll do is it taps into your own camera, and then you know, whereas if if I was doing joining a hangout, um, I would normally select you know Logitech, blah blah blah. You right. Select the virtual camera instead um and then you can modulate your your face uh in real time ah that's super cool it was it was super cool and and so you just add that as a source instead of your normal camera yeah and Hmm. it's fun and you know 
I, I always it, like to goof off, so it was. I was dying laughing. Yeah. It was. It was very funny. That's funny. I mean, you can make yourself Donald Trump or make yourself <laughs> have a giant head. Or, oh, I have to do it, Chamber. For buddy, the, no. I have to do it for the impression. Listen, huge. you have to just go it's back huge. and watch the first like fifteen minutes of Shitcoin Talk. People, they're telling me. People are telling me that we have Messi on today. They say that Messi is probably the biggest ape. They say he's a great ape. They say they say he's a, a, one of the biggest monkeys that I've ever seen. Doctor Fauci doesn't even know if he's a monkey or not. <laughs> Fauci's more like a gibbon. <laughs> oh, that's that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, so uh, that you know that's what we do here on this show, Messi. Uh, so yeah. you know, I know you missed. Us since last oh, time. I did. I did. You guys. You, you guys have always been one of my favorite. Uh, you have one of my favorite uh, real life wreck stories that we've ever heard on the show, which was oh, yeah, yeah. the one where you called the cops on yourself. Inadvertently. Yeah, that that was bad. I, I think I also told the story about how I shit my pants on your show too. Yes, you did. I, I almost <laughs> forgot about that one. I did forget about that one. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I actually, it was, it's funny because um, I reminded myself of the story yesterday. I, I tweeted out asking. Um, you know, having a lot of followers is awesome. I, I can't remember who said it, um, but having a lot of followers, it's like it's like having a better version of Google. Almost. Yes, for um, sure. <laughs> it's like whenever I want to know something now, you know, like I, I I don't go to Google. You know, it's like sometimes like I want people's I want people's opinions. I don't want like the search engine driven like you know or algorithm algorithm driven like you've been searching this. So you know when I search what's the best you know whatever you know they're gonna show me. Uh, you know, things that people are getting paid for. Um, yeah, right? and that they use, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, on Twitter, I can be like, you know, hey guys, like I was asking what the best uh, all in one like post workout shake was, and, you know, and, and of course it comes with, there's constant, there's penalties uh, that you take for asking things. Um, <laughs> you know, some people will say come, uh, some, <laughs> some people will say liquor, uh, you know, um, but the good thing is, is, I mean, there's like, uh, a lot of you know gym bros on Twitter. There's personal trainers on Twitter, and you know I was able to get like some good like honest uh, advice, you know, and, and to kind of drive me towards a product or you know potentially putting my own thing together or something. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean it's like a it's like having like a a, a search engine that's like actually good at your fingertips yeah so you know here's the difference between you and i uh it's it's the follower count right so i actually tweeted out yesterday that i had some questions for somebody about streaming live streaming and i was hoping i would get some of the i was first of all i was hoping somebody would say come and then i was also hoping somebody would actually answer the question and i got crickets not one single reply (laughs) i was like well all right i haven't made it yet (laughs) it's a blessing and a curse um, (laughs) to be 100 percent honest i remember i was tweeting out and what reminded me of of being on your podcast the last time and you know of course the whole shit your pants story was um you know i tweeted out that i'd used dark matter before um but it made me shit myself uh you know that's (laughs) That's right (laughs) that's right (laughs) <laughs> that was a bad story. Oh, my goodness. Well, we are glad to have you back. We have so many questions. So you're going to be our version of Google today. So uh, the the reason that we, I think, hooked up this interview to begin with was Chamber and I have been sitting here for the past couple of weeks, basically uh, sitting on our hands while uh, all of our friends get hilariously rich and we don't, you know, the old crypto uh, ugly sweater meme. And then... You know, mostly because of, 
you know, these DeFi projects and lots of farming going on. And really, we needed, we put out the SOS for a farmer. And uh, your name came back to us the most times. We've obviously seen all of your, uh, you've got the ape crew. Uh, so so let's start there. Tell us about the apes. Well, the, the whole ape theme um, thing just started as uh, a drunken rant. Um, to be honest, I was at the my parents' lake home. Um, I'd say maybe two months ago, and uh, it was still at the time when because I, I think even now you know people are in denial. And and you look at coins like YFI, you know, that are about to make uh, new all time highs, and, and you've got people still saying that you know that was a bullshit rally, that was a suckers rally, uh, you know, whatever. But I mean, really, back in the early early DeFi days, I mean, people were really saying this is bullshit, like everybody. Um, and so I was hammered at the lake, and you know, uh, normally my rule is when you're hammered, just don't get on Twitter because <laughs> nothing like, good ever happens. Um, but I got on Twitter, and I started uh, pleading with people to just you know, essentially ape in, um, you know, because we'd been through a two and a half year bear market. Um, the scars ran deep, I think, for everybody. I mean, for me, for, you know, all of my friends that have been here for a I'm long I'm still time. in therapy over it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's shit. I mean, even the most OG of OGs, like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, that shit was brutal. Like, really brutal. And I think that affected all of us um, in a way that we won't forget ever. Uh, but, you know, I, I saw shit like Hex happening. You know, I was like, what the fuck? You know, like, and then... then the main thing that you know while i think hex is dog shit and i think the market is, has proven that um but hex went like 100x from the bottom you know granted it did dump 100x before but still um but the most impressive thing about that was is hex introduced me to uniswap for the first time not that i bought hex or traded it i wish i did fuck i mean everybody wants to buy the next bitconnect right um <laughs> it's true but, you know right, at the same time Damn right. At the same time, um, I was looking at this Uniswap thing for the first time, and I saw Hex, and I was like, what the fuck? You know, like, I remember Bancor back in the day, you know, which is the first automated market-making protocol. Um, But this is the first time that I'd seen, like, unbelievable liquidity on a DEX. I mean, unbelievable. Hex had, like, 15,000 Ethereum worth of bidirectional liquidity. Um, And when I say bidirectional, how a market maker, like... Uniswap works. Um, is it's it's a 50-50 pool, and that pool you know maintains a uh, a ratio, right? It maintains a 50-50 ratio um, of value. So as people you know buy uh, the asset, you know, in the upside of the pool. So you know, let's say I've got hundred dollars worth of Ethereum and then hundred dollars worth of whatever assets in the pool, right? There's your 50-50 pool, and they're in balance. So somebody buys, you know. Uh, one of the asset, um, and their their buy, their Ethereum that was used to purchase that gets shifted towards the other side, and what that does is it it throws the the ratio at the lower price off, so then the price has to readjust to the upside. Um, it's it's literally just division. Um, so bidirectional liquidity, like on uh, something like X or really anything, just means that. You know, in some kind of ratio, because there's other pools that have come out like Balancer with, you know, like 95.5, 80.20, like different exposure strategies. The the original exposure strategy was this 50-50. Um, and uh, it just means that like with Hex, there's 15,000 Ethereum uh, ready to buy Hex. 
and then there's 15,000 Ethereum worth of Hex waiting to be sold, you know, to whoever wanted to come in and, you know, chomp at it. And that was honestly just astonishing to me. I, you know, I, I'd never seen anything like that. Um, so I started thinking like, you know what, like this, this could be something. Um, and this could have kicked off a trend. Uh, and the, the main thing was, is, you know, people in the US specifically have been restricted from trading anything good for two years, uh, right? Preach. Preach. You can't, you can't get any good shit. And it sucks because, you know, you've got people all over the rest of the world that, you know, have access to all these Binance fucking coins. Not that they performed, you know, great, but still, you know, the access is there. Um, they could trade on Hubi. Uh, you know, they can trade all these other places. But the issue is, is that a lot of the money in crypto comes from the U.S., um, so you have a lot of money that's just kind of trapped and unable to participate in the market. And um, the biggest innovation of this whole Uniswap, whatever, automated market maker craze, is that anybody anywhere can participate. And when I, when I realized that, I was like, you know what, like, that's what we've been missing because what's, when, when nobody can participate, you know, price action fails on these coins you know the rallies fail you have to have enough people to buy something for the price to go up um, and when you look at something like Uniswap now you've got the situation where hey everybody can can play um, which is awesome so then I saw like stuff you know lend went like 100x and I was like you know what link was all you know performing like always there's always going to be outliers in a bear market. You know, I think Link is uh, probably the best example of that. But this wasn't just, hey, there's outliers anymore. There, this was, holy shit, like there's stuff doing like 100x. Like something has changed. Right. And so I told myself, I was like, you know what, man? You've waited two years, you know, um, and you really have just been a bag holder, you know. Like I had great bags, which really kind of set me up well for this all season. I had Ren and... Uh, RSR, I'd pretty much call an all in on both of them because um, I knew they were good projects and I knew that, you know, fuck it, I can get in these, be a community member, hold them. And, you know, at some point I'm going to sell these for like 10x, um, which happened. OK, you know, which was great. Um, but that gave me like a big infusion of early liquidity where I could just fuck around um, and, and try to participate in this. So I was like, you know, on Twitter, I was like, hey, you know, fuck it, guys, be the ape. You know, an ape doesn't think, an ape just buys, you know, an ape, uh, because people are overthinking everything. Um, I'm still that's, that's doing it. I need ape. to ape. Apparently, yeah. I have been aping. I, I need to that. ape. <laughs> that, that's where it all came from, though. And I remember, you know, when I was making this, these drunken ape ramps, uh, somebody posted um, a Planet of the Apes meme. And then immediately in my head, you know, it, it, it popped in my head that, you know, apes together, strong. Um, while apes apart are weak, and and that's from uh, one of the new Planet of the Apes movies, you know, with Caesar's lecturing this big orangutan <laughs> on uh, on how they can all you know come together and you know how they can all prosper together, and uh, so I I just started saying it, and um, and it was getting a lot of engagement, and people were laughing, and and the funny thing is is that it, it kind of caught on, and you know I saw hedge fund managers with a fucking ape in their Twitter name. Uh, later and you know i saw everybody starting to use the term ape um i'm going to ape into the end of this it's uh, <laughs> kind of a replacement for for fomo or yolo or, or whatever um 
and uh, it just kind of went on from there. And uh, so I just owned it. I mean, the whole the the way you make money in an alt season, because you're going to have distractions uh, every single direction you look. You know, there's always going to be a guy on Twitter that maybe he's salty that he missed out. Uh, maybe he's uh, expressing his own internal fears, uh, but what, for whatever reason, there's always people that are going to sit out and, and they're going to say, this is bullshit, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and a lot of times, especially when, when you have a, a degree of uncertainty yourself and you see things like that, you know, those things have a lot of influence over you. Um, so the whole premise here is to, you've got to ignore all the noise. You've got to be the ape. You know, the ape doesn't think or worry about anything like that. The ape just buys. Um, and through being an ape, I think I probably, you know, outperformed most people for the last two months. Now, the question is, you know, keeping uh, the ape's proceeds. Um, <laughs> and, you know, when, when does that... Uh, when does that become something that becomes unprofitable? Because, you know, it only works until it doesn't, right? Um, right. Which is the whole thing. But that's that's kind of like the classic um, saying of, you know, the trend is your friend. Uh, and, you know, when these markets were going up, you had to just assume that they were just going to keep going up and that it was going to get even more ridiculous and even more ridiculous. Um, and it did. So, you know, we're experiencing a, a little pullback right now. Um, and, and I don't think that you know, this bull market is over by any means. If you look at previous bull markets, you know, especially with like Bitcoin and stuff, uh, 30, 30 to 40% pullbacks are commonplace. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, this is really the first. Unless video. you're Dave Portnoy. Yeah, unless you're Dave Portnoy, because you know, <laughs> his, his number always only goes up. Um, right. But the, I mean, the main thing is the first dip is always the most painful, um, and that's that's what I see is going on right now. I mean, this is the first dip, and the first dip's the most painful because people haven't been trained to buy the fucking dip yet. You know, not when when we say oh, you mean the new apes. Yeah, well, not just the new apes or the old apes. You know, sometimes the old guys, uh, you know, get shit on by the new guys because the new guys are apes. You know, and the old guys want to overthink everything. Yeah, that's um, me. <laughs> I mean, it because the old guys have scars. It's 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 hard to to get to move beyond you know those experiences that we've had of, of having something and losing it. You know, and so you, you, there's this fear um, that you can't really avoid or or get you know around. Um, you know, which sucks. But the um, you know. When, when it's the first dip, nobody's been trained to buy the fucking dip yet. Um, so everybody starts remembering uh, the bear market, you know, and, and, it, and it makes it's it causes brutal sell offs because there's accelerated selling. You know, everybody's like, holy shit. Um, you know, this I was I'm such an idiot. You know, this was all over. You know, I should have, you know, been better. I should have listened, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they start selling. Um, by, by the time this is all said and done, you know, everybody will be getting hilariously rich. Um, because, I mean, Inverse brought in a poll uh, a couple of days ago, and he asked, you know, did you make money on Uniswap? Um, you know, did you participate in Uniswap? Uh, did you make a lot of money? Did you make a little money and then lose a little money? Did you lose a bunch of money? And the vast majority of people 
did not make a lot of money. I mean, we're talking, you know, a thousand plus people, you know, that voted in us. Um, so a lot of people, you know, you could you could kind of think of this in, in two ways. Um, the first way is, is that this was kind of similar to 2016. Um, and, you know, the real bull, the, the real bull is yet to come. Um, because 2016, I mean, there were people, it wasn't me, certainly, I was bag holding decred, um, <laughs> which ended up working out in 2017 for me. Uh, but, you know, it's either like, okay, this is 2016, you know, there are people that, that made a lot of money. Um, and, you know, those people are very fortunate. They're going to be set up really well for when the real thing starts. Um, and then the second thought or the second kind of mentality around this is, okay, well, this is the first dip. Like, you know, look, we just had the Bitcoin having, uh, I don't know how much I believe in stock to flow, but it's been right so far. Um, and it's, you know, it could be a self-fulfilling prophecy because it's gotten a lot of attention from, you know, outside hedge funds and, uh, you know, important people and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the main thing here is that I think crypto is, is here to stay. Um, one of the unfortunate things about crypto right now is that it's extremely correlated with equities. Um, and you you look at the SP, uh, SPX right now, and the SPX is pulling back. You know, the dollar's ramping a little bit. Um, and that's hurting crypto performance and also hurting confidence in, in crypto because it's people are feeling a little bit more risk off. You know, they're not willing to, to take that crypto risk and, and have that exposure. Um, so a lot of it kind of depends on, you know, what happens with equities and, and this and that. And that's why I think, I mean, the, the real Bitcoin run isn't going to come until after the elections, I don't think. Um, because with the markets hate, because, I mean, people, I've heard so many different people say, you know, oh, well, you know, if Donald Trump doesn't get elected president, you know, stocks are going to crash, right? Um I mean, so many people have said that. Donald Trump, he's the stock market president. You know, if Joe Biden gets elected president, stocks are gonna crash. Um, but I think what, what the markets hate more than anything is uncertainty, you know? And, and I can't imagine a more uncertain situation, on, you know, than, okay, well, is Biden gonna be president or is Trump gonna be president? You know, I, I truly can't tell you. And I'm not a Trumper, you know, I don't like the guy. Um, and I'm not a Bidener either. You know, I don't like him. So it's it's. A very, they're it's both a really, so old. They're just old. <laughs> I was gonna say. I think you're in the majority. I think the majority of people are. No, the majority. At least the majority of people are our age. Um, and that's the sad thing is that I think a lot of people our age don't vote um, at all. You know, not that it really matters. Uh, It'd be interesting just, to see if there's a correlation between the this same time in 2016, like how it perform how things were performing in this same time like you know and that was right maybe that was maybe even a bigger election because it was before trump was president and everybody was talk about uncertainty yeah I mean, right you know, exactly you got, i mean people thought hillary was a shoe-in right you know? i certainly did um and and i wouldn't have minded hillary too much but you know she is kind of evil um which you know i think you know, like even my mother who's like a you know a lifetime you know lifelong democrat uh like is like all right hillary clinton is a, a bitch you know like she's <laughs> she's she's kind of a wild card um you know it's and it's funny to hear her even say things like that and you know we're talking about somebody who's like you know live by the democrat die by the democrat uh, right and um 
I mean, she, my father voted for Donald Trump, you know, which caused uh, <laughs> that, that definitely caused some tension in the household for a while. What's what? What's he thinking uh, this go around? I think he's embarrassed that he voted for him. I, I um, think there's a good chunk of those voters that are probably like your dad. He's he's extremely conservative. He's you know a lifelong Republican. Um, and you know my house has always been a house divided. You know, and when I don't know how familiar you guys are with college football. Um, you know. Oh I'm yeah, from, my favorite from, sport. Same here. I'm from Alabama. We don't have a pro team, so college football is everything. So here. it's the Crimson Tide or busts. Yeah. Yeah, it's what's well, it's, it's hey. Or are you an Auburn Watch. guy? I'm an Auburn guy. All right, there you go. <laughs> I'm an Auburn guy. We're Eagle. Uh, but the thing is, is you're you're raised that way here. You know, you're raised an Auburn fan, or you're raised an Alabama fan. You know, my mom was an Alabama fan. Uh, my dad was an Auburn fan. You know, she was a Democrat and he was a Republican. Um, so, you know, I mean, you were pigskin to, neutral. You were raised pigskin neutral. <laughs> I was raised. I was raised an Auburn fan. Oh, there you go. Okay. I think I think my dad. That's why you and Ledger get along. And she did. Yeah, Le- Ledger's an Auburn fan too. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I could be friends with him if he was an Alabama fan. <laughs> you know, it's just it's it's funny. You know, here it's uh, like we'll we'll make excuses. You know, there's a shitty driver on the road, and you look at the plate, and oh, you know, no wonder they're an Alabama. Fan. Of course. <laughs> you know that makes sense now. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I mean, the markets are really uncertain right now. Um, and so I think that leads to like a lot of volatility, uh, and and that uncertainty is certainly going to be expressed here. And now people are calling for another market crash right now. You know, which I think is, I mean, it's look, it's 2020. I mean, right, and and that's almost like a meme at this point. But I mean, the reality is, is it's 2020, right? I mean, anything could happen. Um, but we already kind of had a, a black swan this year, you know, and the market bounce, the, the Fed is printing like crazy. Um, you know, we have inflation uh, that's going to be going on for the next couple of years. Uh, and it's hard to believe that, you know, that the markets would would crash under those circumstances. Now, I mean, the number doesn't always go up forever, right? Um, but at the same time, you know, they're going to prop it up for as long as they can. Yeah. And, um, with Bitcoin, I think after this election cycle, you know, happens and, and after we know who's going to be in the office and, you know, the, with stocks too, I think, um, or, or at least maybe even the polls start leaning 70% Trump or, you know, 70% Biden or something like that. Um, I think that we're going to see uh, the markets um, stabilize a little bit and a little bit of the volatility uh, go away. Um but yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think that's a good. Uh, it's about as good of a market analysis as you can get, Chamber. Right? <laughs> uh yeah. I was taking copious notes here. <laughs> <laughs> the, main, the main thing is, is I mean, maybe I'm totally wrong, but I don't really think it matters if Trump or Biden win. I think it matters that we know, you know, what what right. the future is going to look like. Um, right. Which is your give point. People more confidence Ex- to, you know, to do something. Absolutely. So now, enter. Enter DeFi. So you talked a little bit about it, um, but you know, I think uh, what I what I thought was interesting. We were talking about on our last show was I saw somebody tweet, you know, oh, I'm waiting for the alt, for my alts to or waiting for alts to move, 
and it was ledger who basically said bro you've just been in the wrong things like it's it's not what happened last time it's these new newer d5 projects all of that so you know what is it is it is it because it's DeFi or is it because it's new and what's your thought on you know the whole DeFi craze what makes something a good DeFi project versus crap uh you know all that kind of stuff when I invest in anything, you know, I always look uh, for novelty, and that's like my number one filter. I don't think that, you know, because there's a lot of clone coins out there, um, and I and I think the best analogy is, you know, if you go look back to, um, well, hey, fuck, you know, actually, this is a better Bitcoin, even, you know, Bitcoin was novel, right? Um, and when I joined crypto, everything wanted to be the next Bitcoin, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't matter if it was better. If it had better technology, hey, this one's got, uh, you know, Bitcoin has 10 minute blocks and that's really annoying. Um, This has faster blocks. Uh, This, oh, but this is Bitcoin with quantum secure uh, cryptography. Um, You know, this is Bitcoin with this. It didn't matter because they were all just clones. Uh, There wasn't really any novelty there. Um, and, And that's, you know, the main thing that I'm trying to look for. You know, like YFI, I wasn't, you know, early on that by any means, but Wi-Fi was extremely novel. And, um, you know, Wi-Fi was even shocking to me because I still remember talking to a friend about Wi-Fi uh, a month or two ago, and it had gone from like $5 to $1,000 in a week. And I was like, holy shit, you know, like, <laughs> there's no way I'm buying that, right? Like, that's, it's gone, it's gone up like, you know, 200X. Like, I, I can't buy that. Like, that's insane. Um, next thing we know, you know, Wi-Fi is at forty thousand um, dollars, and and is outperforming a, a lot of the market right now. Uh, and I think one of the main reasons for that is the novelty. You know, Wi-Fi is kind of almost the grandfather of everything that is DeFi uh, in a sense. You know, if you look at guys like Andre Kronjob, he's kind of like the uh, the Satoshi of DeFi, in my opinion. Um, but the main difference, though, is with DeFi and, and with what happened last time, you know, in 2017, in 2017, we had this large influx of retail buyers and those large influx of retail buyer, buyers uh, became greedy. You know, they got Bitcoin and they started thinking to themselves, what can I do to get more Bitcoin? Um, well, oh, well, there's these things called altcoins. So then they went for the easy, you know, the low hanging fruit. And that was the shit that was on Coinbase, the shit that was on Gemini, you know, large caps, right? In, in all previous alt seasons, what's happened is, you know, Bitcoin runs, new retail comes in, those guys get greedy, they look for ways to get more Bitcoin, um, then they buy large caps, and then, you know, they get greedy again, and then the money trickles down to the mid caps, and then to the low caps. Um, you know, when, you know, your $5 million cap coin is going to $200 million that, you know, the writing's in the wall, like, this is getting close to the end. Right. Um this time it didn't happen like that because you know we didn't need new money to pump DeFi, um and the reason is is that you know in the past if you look at all i mean even ico mania all of these guys all these ico guys were saying hey you know and look at my pitch deck uh my ico you know what we're doing my crypto has you know a one two trillion dollar potential market that we can tap into um, and if we can tap into this, this is going to be huge. And people were like, you know, fuck yeah. Like, that sounds crazy. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, I'm buying the next Bitcoin right now. Um, 
that's amazing. But the, the reality is is that none of those projects were even they were they weren't able to tap into that customer base, and so they failed. Um, you know, with DeFi, the brilliance of it is that the customer base uh, is already here. You know, the DeFi has immediate product market fit. Um, you've got traders, the holders, exchanges, uh, gamblers. I mean, any kind of customer that um, could exist for this product is is right here. And the amazing thing is, is that you know, DeFi is is here to stay. DeFi is only going to grow because the more people that come into crypto itself, um, the more DeFi customers there are going to be. You know, even you know at the at the later stages when grandma's buying Bitcoin, right? Um, you know, what if and and you know, CZ made a good point. You know, he's everybody's making fun of him and clowning on him for, you know, CFI DeFi, and him talking about that. <laughs> but there's going to come a time when you know grandma buys her Bitcoin and and uh, somebody waves, you know, fifteen uh, percent returns in front of her. In a year, and, and Grandma says that's incredible. I get 0.5 percent at my bank, um, and so Grandma's going to participate in DeFi. She's the customer, um, which is incredible. And, and a lot of the, the places that are going to make that experience available for the masses are going to be centralized exchanges. Um, but but DeFi, you know, because all of this new sector was created and all this stuff was very low market cap and and uniswap you know enabled everybody to participate and everybody to be a part of DeFi. um DeFi blew up from the the bottom up rather than the top down you know it wasn't this trickle down like my large cap's gonna pump and then this is gonna pump and then that's gonna right. pump which is what we were used yeah. to last That's what time. I thought, to be honest. When, when right. we were starting this alt season, you know, I had a giant Zcash bag. So um, did I. <laughs> yeah, I that was the I, first coin yeah. I, like, got myself back into after right. not I holding I was like, alt. man, Zcash is super low. Like, I'm going to average into this. I'm going to get as much as I can. And, you know, this is when I was like, high caps are going to rock and roll. I can take some off Zcash and buy some other stuff. Um, you know, and I had my rent and my RSR, but, but that was, I mean, really the thought there. Um, and then things ha started happening the other way around and i was like well this doesn't make any fucking sense you know like why why would this be going on and, and then it occurred to me that it's because you know of uniswap and because you know it's it's it takes a lot more money when you've got a, a 250 million dollar market cap project and you're you know and we're talking about this shit going to two and a half billion dollar valuation or something wild like that it takes a whole nother like league of money to move something uh, that's already a $250 million cap to a billion dollar cap than it does to take a $5 million cap coin and, and move it to a hundred million. Right. Um, it's, it's just a totally different. Well, there's also, you know, situation. not uh, hordes and hordes of people holding underwater bags at oh, with resistances to break through. Right. I mean, that's gotta be part of it. And too. That's, that's a huge part of it. You know, and you look at, because a lot of people are holding the, all these old dinosaur coins. You know, a lot of people are holding their, you know, hey, this this ICO was great in 2017, and, and these guys have been working really hard. You know, like that's you're coping because you're down 90 percent, right? Um, but the reality is, is you don't believe in those guys anymore. You believe in them enough to get your two, three x out of that and, and not feel so wrecked, and then you want to move on to something fresh. 
Um, so a lot of these older projects are always going to have that overhead, you know, especially when there's so much innovation in the space now. Um, and there's so many new projects that are unencumbered by these bag holders. Uh, you know, new projects that you can buy into and, and you go to the Telegram channel and, and um, people are excited about it, you know, and, and people aren't angry with the devs and, and people aren't angry with themselves. You know, people have hope. And, you know, Sushi. That's, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, um, but, I mean, that's that's the main thing. I, and I always tell people, you know, I invest in novelty and anything, you know, stuff like that. You know, one of my main filters is the community. I, I look at a project and I say, oh, that's pretty novel. You know, I, uh, I think this might be something. Um, or at least worth taking a pun at, you know. Maybe it's it's novel. Maybe it catches on. Like I bought this thing called Fee Active Collateral Token, and you know it's gone from like two dollars to like forty cents. And I'm like, oh fuck, you know, like that sucks. <laughs> um, but it was novel, you know, and and that's the reason I bought into it. And you know, maybe it does end up being something, um, and maybe it doesn't. But you're not going to make crazy money, you know, by buying things that are clones of other things. You know, we went through this big phase of. You know, everything was going to be the next YFI. You know, uh, hey, I'm, you know, I've got, I'm YFV. Hey, I'm, you know, YFR. I'm YFII. I'm, you know, Y Fuel. I, I mean, there's a million clones out there. But the thing is, is, you know, these are clones without Andre, um, which he's like the, the X factor, you know, for YFI because he's brilliant and he brings so much innovation to the table there. And, but when you buy a clone, you might be getting the same technology, but you don't get that X factor. That's a good point. Um, at all. And that's why these clones aren't succeeding like YFI is. You know, it, it did, it still is, and I think it'll continue to succeed. But you go look at those Telegram channels, you know, which is for people that aren't really familiar, uh, maybe you have some audience that's not super crypto, um, probably mostly crypto, but most of crypto communities uh, reside in Telegram. Now, there's definitely communities that exist in Discord, but the majority of crypto people are in Telegram. And um, you go look at that Telegram channel and you'll find out how exactly how you're going to feel about that project in a week. Uh, because if you get there and everybody's excited about it and they love the dev and, um, you know, everybody's praising him and because, you know, it's, it's really, really difficult to piss off uh, somebody that has a vested interest in a project because they don't want to flood their own bag, right? When new people come in, they don't want to put off the impression that that they're unhappy or this is a bad investment because you they need you to, to think this is a good investment because, um, you know, they want you to join the community. They want to grow the project. If you go to a Telegram channel and everybody's mad, um, you know that those guys have been done dirty, like, to a great extent. Like, it takes a lot to piss a bag holder off. A lot to piss a bag holder <laughs> off. So, you know, you go to a Telegram channel and it's everybody saying, you know, I, when where's the dev? I haven't heard an update. You know, blah blah blah. I mean, that's going to be your exact experience. So you kind of just have to move on at that point, unless you have some kind of like asymmetric information, and you know, the dev's just a fucking nerd and he didn't want to talk to anybody and you know, and but <laughs> you know, it sometimes happens. Like I have a bag like that. My um, Keesian's bag, which is, a, I think, a fantastic concept of basically creating synthetic staked assets. Um, like, imagine you have your, or, or a lot of times the assets are bonded. Um, and what that means is that, like, if I want to stake, I'm going to lock my coin up for a month. And I'm going to get a return uh, for doing so. But 
the issue is is that when it's locked up for a month, I can't um, I can't do anything with it, right? But you know, what if I could create a synthetic version of that staked asset and I could trade that asset uh, and the returns it was generating um, as a synthetic token, uh, you know, that's pegged to the value of that asset and the asset's returns. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool because it, all of a sudden, you now you've got uh, people that are uh, baking their tezzies and uh, using those tezzies that they're baking as collateral for a loan. Genius. Uh, at the same time, which it's it's crazy um, to bake more tezzies. <laughs> yeah, they seriously they could be doing that. A yeah. lot of people do that. You know, hey, I'm going to take my Ethereum, I'm going to get a USDT loan uh, for my Ethereum, and then I'm going to buy more Ethereum. You know, it's the it's leverage that's been introduced into the system. Pretty um, pretty interesting stuff there, Chamber. What do you think? All I got to know is what do I got to ape into right now? It's uh, so. Right now, right now. Okay. All right, hold on. No, this is a whole new segment we're getting into. We were right, right now. Right now, it's hard to say because here, here's the main thing. You know, we the first wave of, of this DeFi phase is over, um, and I could be totally wrong, but I think we're going to see a migration of liquidity to to quality. Um, whereas before, you know, people were going and, and people were making you know five extra turns in a, in a day off Tard token, um, literally. <laughs> So I mean, that's seriously. gone. You you think that you think we're past that at this point? I think we're past. So that. if you missed out on that, like me, you've missed out on that. Don't yeah, try just, to go you do just it missed now. Out on that, and even yeah. I mean, even back then, like I wasn't buying stuff like that because you know I was just I just couldn't bring myself to do it um, because you know it's just a pump and dump. I mean, but there's other pump and dumps, just one cycle coins that are kind of disguised as something good. Right. Um, so you have to keep your eye out for those. But the, I mean, the main thing is, is that a lot of these projects that we've seen are flash in the pan, one cycle coins um, that are going to pump, they're going to dump, and then nothing is ever going to happen again because th- there's really no substance there. So we talked about buying the dip earlier. Is it a time to buy the dip or are we waiting? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think so. Big time. It's time to buy the dip. So, um, what should Chamber? Uh, Chamber, you're going to do this right now. I'm going to do it. I will. I'm going to ape into it. I'm beating my chest right now. <laughs> what should Chamber ape into on the dip right this moment? I mean, if if you want to just be tortured, you know, I yes. do think that, uh, and you have strong hands. I think that uh, Keijan's bag, and it goes by Ken, uh, is a good thing to do. Um, right. But just know that it's literally the situation that I described, um, where. The whole community is enraged about the developer. <laughs> but the dev? Oh, no. So he's giving you the one that he just I'm said. Gonna, no, no. Here's, the, here's the main thing is you've got, you've got a Polkadot, you've got a Polkadot project uh, that's, um, that's extremely cheap and novel uh, because of that. Like the dev, the dev's lack of communication and, and the amount of FUD that occurs in that channel daily is priced into the coin. Um, so it's very cheap in my opinion. But that's, you know, when, I, when I'm buying something like that, I'm buying it because, hey, like this is a $3 million cap right now. And, you know, this is either going to go to fucking zero or this is like a $100 million cap. Right <laughs> All right, um, let's find out. Like it's, <laughs> there's, there's extremely like asymmetric risk reward on some of these things. The main thing that I would advise anybody to to consider when they're looking at any of this stuff, you know, beyond novelty, this, you know, when you're when you're asking yourself, you know, what what's going to be a one cycle coin 
and what might have some staying power. Because the things, you know, when I talk about staying power, I'm talking, when I looked at like Ren and RSR, I knew that those had staying power because they were providing something, they are gonna provide a service uh, that people might use. So when I'm looking at, you know, like you might look at the flavor of the week, you know, you look at like an anti-ample or, you know, something like that, or, or this is the new revolutionary deflationary monetary experiment. Um, you know, that's great. You can hop in that on, uh, and it might pump and dump and, you know, it might not. Um, as long as you have the sense that when everybody's celebrating, uh, you know, that, that you need to be selling, like that's fantastic and, you know, good for you. Most people don't have that sense though, and they're going to ride the wave up. And rather than selling, they're going to be in the Telegram channel, you know, stroking each other off with the rest of the guys, right? <laughs> guys, you know, fuck yeah, we made it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Next thing they know, they're back to where they started. Um, but investing in protocols, uh, I think, has a lot, you know, a lot higher hit rate um, than that, and, and also is more sustainable. I mean, protocols are a lot less likely to be one cycle coins. Um, and you look at something like Rin, you know, Rin is a protocol. Um, Keyshin's network, that's a protocol. Um, you know, I've invested in something called Spartan uh, network or some shit like that. Um, and now Binance just released their smart chain. I was just looking at Spartan. The actually. brilliance of Binance smart chain that a lot of people don't understand. Um, because, you know, Binance has a real shot at absorbing some of Ethereum's, you know, ecosystem. And the reason why I think they've got a shot and nobody else does, because everybody says, oh, well, you know, ADA is a better Ethereum. You know, Tezos is a better Ethereum. These guys really miss the mark, you know, because the, the issue is, is that Ethereum is already established. Ethereum already has a dedicated infrastructure built out for it, a community, all of these things. So if you're going to try to be the next Ethereum, you know, you've already fucked yourself because Ethereum is the next Ethereum, just like Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. You know, these people aren't going anywhere. The issue is, is that, you know, Ethereum is not scalable, right? Um, that's, it, it became incredibly obvious, you know, over the past month. Uh, again, you know, it was already obvious before. We already Yeah, knew, I mean, look at the fees. We got, just I mean, the we got, fees. We got reminded. I mean, there was guys, I mean, there's small fish that, you know, are just out there trying to make it with their $200 bag. And uh, these guys, you know, had staked their coins. We're getting a good return. And, and then when it came time to sell, they said, fuck, you know, it's going to cost me $50 to get out of this smart contract. And that's 25% of my portfolio. You know, just to pay the fees, um, which just sucks. But where Binance crushed it, where nobody else did, was it's EVM, Ethereum Virtual Machine compatible. And they not only ported the Ethereum Virtual Machine because other projects have done that too. You know, oh, hey, Solidity works on my blockchain, right? Um, they ported everything. They ported Etherscan. They ported uh, all the infrastructure. I can use it on my MetaMask. When I was buying Spartan coin or whatever the, you know, the other day, I had to burn some BNB. Um, now, the interesting thing here is they created the BEP20 standard. Uh, for people familiar with this, Binance, all those Binance tokens, you know, are BEP2. Now, BEP20 is like the Ethereum equivalent of all this Binance stuff. Um, and you can run all of this code, all the stuff that's on Ethereum right now can, I mean, in an hour, or less be moved to uh, Binance Smart Chain. And 
I was able to send these coins after I had to, you know, set up my MetaMask to do it, which took five minutes. But I was able to send BEP20 BNB to my MetaMask and sign transactions with my Ethereum app on my ledger, huh. which I think is is quite incredible because yeah. these guys weren't. They're not trying to be the next Ethereum. They're trying to complement Ethereum. They've literally created before Ethereum 2.0. They've created scalability for Ethereum, uh, which is is huge. I mean, I mean it's necessary, right? Like that's it's necessary. Incredible, but yeah. you look at stuff. Oh, you know, Serum uh, is not Serum. Solana is you know it's so fast and, and great and you know blah blah blah. Um, but even then, you know, when I look at Binance Smart Chain. The X factor here is Binance has an enormous community, okay? I mean, absolutely enormous community, which is one of the resources that, oh, but EOS has this. Oh, but Tezos has this. Oh, but it doesn't matter. They don't have the user base that Binance does. And Tezos, you know, ADA, blah, 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 they're all trying to uh, steal Ethereum's user base, which just isn't going to happen. Um, you're you're not the next Ethereum, but you look at Binance Chain, and they're not trying to steal anything. They're trying to complement Ethereum. And my experience on that, like, it's literally if you go to like the fuck. Let me see if I still have this Explorer up. Let me see BSC. Yeah, it's uh, it's BS BSCScan.com for anybody that wants to take a look at it themselves. But it looks identical, okay, to EtherScan. Um, and when I, it was just, it was the same experience that I'd had uh, using Ethereum, the same interfaces that I'm used to and comfortable with and that I know, the same addresses uh, that I've been using for Ethereum. I mean, everything is the fucking same except for the transactions are mega cheap, mega cheap, and mega fast. And it's extremely scalable, you know, compared to Ethereum and extremely easy to do anything Ethereum does on this and extremely easy to move anything on Ethereum to this. And the two can coexist side by side. They complement each other quite well. Interesting. So I think, you know, investing in some of the infrastructure for Binance Smart Chain is, is really smart right now. Um, because I can see, you know, and, and there's, oh there's going to be people that argue, you know, oh, you know, fuck CZ, which I don't know why he'd say he's done a lot for crypto, um, or you know, Binance sucks, or you know, uh, by, this isn't decentralized. That's my favorite one. You know, I, I don't really give a shit if it's decentralized or not. Hold on, just hey, stop. My dog's being so bad right now. So my, my cat, my dog, and my dog and my cat are best friends, and uh, my cat is in the closet right now and my dog's trying to get in the closet um, <laughs> and the cat's swiping at her and, and the dog just does not know no for an answer um, yeah. he's aping in he's aping in the cat's, <laughs> the cat's pissed um, so, but they're i mean they're best friends they chase each other around all day and it'll be hilarious because you know the cat's name is nori and the dog's name is autumn and you know autumn will be walking around the corner my dog's and, name is otto yeah it's a good name yeah. a good name um <laughs> But Autumn will be walking around the corner, and, and Nori will just dart out, you know, at Autumn uh, from behind the couch and, and chase her around the house. And, and Autumn runs like hell. 
But uh, then, you know, when, when Autumn's done being chased, it's her time to chase. And then she'll chase Nori, you know, back under the couch or, or wherever. But, you know, that's pretty much what they do all day. Oh. I mean, it's a good life, really. It's so, like too life. much activity for me. So, yeah, right. <laughs> Chamber, do, so what are, you, what are you aping into, Chamber? You, well, it's, you, I've, I've aped. Um, so the uh, everything's been approved. Uh, transactions gone through. I have purchased some Keijin Network. Okay, right, you know where to find me when when you get wrecked and become angry. <laughs> <community member. laughs> okay. All right, that's it. Newest bag for Chamber. Uh, not financial advice from Chamber. No, I aped. Uh, I aped. Uh, he he went and aped. All right, so we uh, we have to switch the topic to. I feel like what the breaking news of the of the afternoon is. Chamber, uh, do you want to you want to get into this? Yeah, I do actually. Um, just before the show started. Um, I was on Twitter, and I think a lot of us were on Twitter, and we saw uh, Chef. Is it Chef Nomi? Am I pronouncing that properly? I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know how to pronounce. I feel Nomi is correct. I've heard Nami. Nami. Uh, who knows? I mean, I'm I, sure I, I'm I saying it wrong. Um, he came out uh, just a little over an hour ago and said, "I have returned." all the 14 million dollars worth of ethereum back to the treasury and i will let the community decide how much i deserve as the original creator of sushi swap in any currency whether that be eth sushi etc with any lockup schedule you wish now that's not really the tweet i'm 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 looking at the tweet i'm looking at is your retweet of it where you said to be quite honest i'd say zero you forked someone else's work, you wrecked people, and you lied. Nice gesture, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, seriously, though. I, I, think, I think you put it uh, succinctly, and I think it's accurate and factual. Uh, I, think, uh, I think that no, is I mean, the right look, answer. Think about it. There, there's guys that lost their ass. I mean, he basically rug-pulled the coin... It, After and, he said know, he wouldn't, by yeah, the way. And for, for those guys that, because you know, rug pull is something that's thrown around so freely now. Just a, a quick explanation of a rug pull, guys. Um, on Uniswap, uh, there's liquidity pools, as we described earlier, right? When you provide liquidity to the pool and return for that liquidity, you're given kind of a voucher token, you know, that allows you to redeem your right. share of the liquidity. And, and those are Uniswap V2 LP tokens, okay? Yeah. Now, a lot, the kind of the big trend now is, did the de- did the development team lock up the liquidity on the coin? Because then that shows that you know there's going to be a market for the coin. You're going to have liquidity. You can sell and or buy anytime you want, um, and that the development team is committed to that project long term. So what the rug pull is, and it's kind of a new scam. You know the developer doesn't even have to dump on you. What he does is he throws up the liquidity. Uh, he lets the price go up, um, and, and what happens is is the price is going up. He's taking what's called impermanent loss, um, and let, I'm not going to get super into that. But the TLDR is that uh, his whatever he's provided, right? Let's say it's sushi. Um, as the price of sushi increases, uh, maybe he has five F and, and a million sushi, and then sushi goes a million X, right? And now he's got a hundred thousand sushi and fifteen thousand Ethereum. So what he does then is he says, okay, you know, my share of this liquidity pool is now 100,000 sushi and 15,000 Ethereum. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull my liquidity. And what that ha- what that does is all of a sudden now you've got this asset that's gone, you know, 100x with no liquidity. You can, there's no buying uh, order for it anymore. 
Um, there's no liquidity for you to sell into. Um, that's exactly what this sushi swap guy did. And not only did he pull his liquidity, but after he pulled the liquidity, the, the remaining sushi that he had, he sold it on the market and he crashed that market. And a lot of people lost their asses on that. Um, I mean, that was a rug pull to end all it's rug, a rug pulls. It, it was a rug pull. And the thing is, is he had assured the community. I mean, the day yeah, There's screenshots that, of him yeah, saying you don't have to worry not, about yeah, it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. I'm not going to dump. I'm here for the long time. Then the next day, oh, guys, it became too much about the money. So I had to walk away with $15 million, right? Um, I mean, returning the money to the community. And then he's I'm, like, Satoshi Light yeah. did it. And, yeah. and Litecoin survived. We're like, no, well, Litecoin's 90% down from where yeah, it was at that time. Even also. then, Satoshi Lite developed Litecoin for, you know, fucking five years. Right, of course. You, know, yeah. you were there for a week, bro. I like and, this uh, this tweet from Nitacoin a couple minutes ago, about half an hour ago. Uh, it's an eight-step plan. It says, one, take dev fund. Two, short it. Three, make bank. Four, enter long. Five, return original dev funds. Six, burn coins. Seven, cash out. Eight, bro down. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, but there's a lot of theories going around and, and a lot of conspiracy going around because the whole thing is, is literally like the plot to a movie. Um, where, I mean, there's just so many like cliffhangers and, and twists and turns and, and unexpected things happening uh, everywhere. It's it's just crazy. because Sushi the movie. <laughs> no, I mean, he, I mean, the whole thing is just so surreal. I mean, you've got this community takeover, and then Sam gets, um, you know, voted in, and and all the all of these other people were pissed off because you know the hardwood did this big threat on how there's all these like there's more votes no than there was yes, like to ensure that, or you know, that nobody who's an actual community member, you know, got to to be one of the multi stakeholders, and then there's this whole thing that like all the people that did get voted on are like um you know like vc guys you know and, and people like that so sushi swap you know became less like DeFi, and and it became you know totally like taken over by vcs and stuff um you know but the interesting thing here is that the money was returned and, and the the thing is about that and, and my big problem with this is you know because people thought i was making an attack on open source you know which i'm not but at the same time, you know, let's say that one of you guys um, develops this great computer program, right? And unlikely, but okay. Yeah, unlikely, but okay. So it has a ton of users, you know, blah, blah. Everybody loves it. And then Chef, uh, Chef Messi comes on. And I say, hey, I'm going to take your computer program, all of your work, and then I'm going to, uh, you're going to get a token for using my computer program now. Um, and that token is, is an incentive to use it. You know, it's a monetary incentive to use it and to improve the computer program. Because that's really the only difference, right? Like the only difference yes. he did is he did the 0.05 sushi instead of the full, you know, 3% or whatever, 0.3% right. or whatever it was. Right. Um, but, but, you know, I mean, so it, that, that's the main thing. Um, but the, the thing is, is that the, the vast 99% of the work there was done by somebody else. Somebody else that didn't profit off that work. Now, Uniswap has VC investors and stuff now, sure. Um, but they didn't get to profit like that. And, and then this same guy, um, you know, has the gall to rug pull on it um, and then come back and return the money. Because trust me, I guarantee you he was getting death threats and stuff after doing that. Guaranteed. I mean, you don't... 
you don't do that to a bunch of nerds. You just don't. it's dangerous. <laughs> nerds are extremely really tough behind the keyboard. No, they're extremely tough behind the keyboard. Um, but there's there's actually people out there that can fuck you up, and and like crazy people out there too that will, will like do things to really mess with you. Right. You know, like Lop got swatted. Right. Um, uh, a year or two ago. Um, yep. You know the Bitcoin. That guy. was that's a crazy ass story. It's super scary because he's you know he's a known like you know big time american he's got tons of guns and you know like it's it's scary to have somebody like that swatted because you know they come in and they see rifles everywhere and they you know they shoot you um but this guy you know he returns the money and he thinks that he deserves uh something for putting everybody through all this now one of the conspiracies is is this whole thing was just orchestrated from the beginning which i think nita Quinn's tweet is kind of hinting at um you know because it's all it all seems to you know like oh this guy everything was great and then this guy dumped and then the price goes down and oh this thing's margin traded so somebody that knew that this was going to happen could have definitely made money um and then hey the bottom's in because you know sam steps in um and then you know after that like uh, oh, the price is going down a little bit. Okay, so what, what do we got to do? Now Chef Nomi returns the money. Hey, guys, you know, I'm really sorry about that. You know, you know what? Fuck you, dude. Like, why? <laughs> what, that, what do you mean you're sorry? Like, you, you rug pulled. Uh, and it's great that you returned the money. Like, thank you very much. You know, but at the same time, returning the money uh, doesn't do anything for those people that got fucked. Yeah, it's true. And now, okay, let's let's move on for a minute now we so we've talked about we've got two more things to talk about here so one we've talked about DeFi, but we haven't touched uh quite on and we touched a little bit about the sushi uh like rewards but what is for anybody who might not know the farming aspect when they refer to farming what are people referring to how does it work uh, so on okay so a lot of these protocols are you know have these farming things going on to basically incentivize um, usage of the protocol you know to bootstrap users um, so for example uh, and I think sushi swaps a good example sushi swap says hey you know uh, you come provide liquidity on my platform and we'll give you our sushi token and that sushi token gives you governance rights to the platform um, and maybe through that sushi token you can uh, you know, maybe the platform generates some revenue, and we're going to be sharing uh, that revenue, you know, with the sushi people. Or, or maybe because we don't want to be a security, and this is the, kind of the workaround a lot of people have done. We don't want to be a security, but it's a DAO. I mean, if you vote for that revenue to be shared, then you know we just got to do it, right? Um, but it wasn't a security. You know, you guys voted on this. Um, that's kind of what farming is. Like, for example, with with MTA, you know, I'm farming MTA right now. And, and I'm farming it. What that means is that I'm providing liquidity for their coin on their platform. And in return for that risk, because there is risk to providing liquidity. Sure. And in return for that risk, they're going to compensate me with some more MTA, um, which kind of makes it worth it. Um, but that that's really what it is. There's an opportunity cost to having your liquidity you know, somewhere, and not only that, but there's a risk of, of exposure as well. Um, that's why, you know, if you look at something like MTA, I might be getting like 100% yield, and then, oh, but I'm going to provide liquidity on USDC to USDT. Well, there's not nearly as much risk there, right? I mean, what the fuck's going to happen? Um, so I might get, you know, 5% yield on that. Um, 
another concept and, and you know what some people refer to as farming is you know some of these loan like cream um, for su- for supplying assets on cream you get uh, cream in return when I say supplying you're you're enabling people to borrow and, and to use the platform you're bootstrapping that platform because you know I can you know launch you know cream too and I can say well hey you know you don't get any rewards for you know providing your ethereum your usdt or whatever you know uh, for people to borrow you just get the interest rate um well why would people do that because you know they would just go to established platforms where those rewards kind of already exist on their own um but if i come in and i say you know hey by loaning my ethereum out uh, you know you can get 10 percent. and by the way we're going to sweeten the pot we're going to actually make that uh 40 total because we're going to give you cream too um it, it incentivizes people to be there and through people being there the the platform can grow it's just a, a way to bootstrap growth um is all it is and so people there's all sorts of different you know kimchi and hot dogs and banana oh, we'll I mean, get into that in just yeah, a there's second all here. sorts of fucking, uh, fucking <laughs> farming things out there um that are scams too um that you know people can provide liquidity and hey you know, this is mega risky to provide liquidity on, so we're going to give you, you know, a million percent APY, you know, while you're providing liquidity um, in the in in our token, and everybody's incentivized to provide liquidity for the token. So it's it's kind of like a hot potato almost. Interesting. Um, you know, because everybody's providing liquidity for this token, and by the way, you're going to be paid an absurd amount of this token to dump on people providing liquidity for this token. Interesting. That, yep. So I, I mean, that makes sense. Chamber, are we gonna are we gonna get to our last segment here. I think we should. Yeah. All right. So speaking of farming, now we went through, uh, and you kind of you kind of mentioned it, right? So uh, there's all these different, and actually almost like food meme tokens on Uniswap at this point, right? And uh, you know, some of them you can farm and everything like that. So we are going to play a game with you called Farm It or Fork It. So we're going to give you a list of all of these uh, farmable and food-related tokens on Uniswap. You're going to tell us: Would you farm it? As in, you know, would you put your liquidity there or put a fork in it? It's done. It's a scam. All right, you ready? We'll start with sushi. So farm it or fork it on sushi. Fork it. Fuck that guy. Get the fork out of here. <laughs> Get the fork out of here. Cream. Farm it. All right, Chamber, farm that shit. You better get ready. Yeah. Farm okay. It. Well, look, guys, cream's gone up a lot. I mean, don't say it. Don't see that as me saying, hey, go buy a bunch of cream. I mean, fine. No, no. I we're at, we, at, we're just aping. $25. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know this one existed. It's literally called farm. I, I've seen some people uh, farming that, but fork it. I mean, but guys, most of these answers are going to be fork it. Yeah, um, we we assume yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The Spaghetti? list is not getting better. Think, <laughs> yeah, the list gets this, worse. I think this is an order of uh, liquidity on uh, Uniswap. Okay. So it's uh, just going to get worse. Spaghetti? <laughs> Fork it. Grape? Fork it. Pork chop? Fork it. <laughs> Tacos? Fork it. Shrimp? Fork it. Pie? Fork it. Yams? Fork it. Noodle? Fork it. <laughs> Spring roll? Fork it. Guys, guys, look. <laughs> 
answer is fork it. Like I, I've got here's a, my, one of my number one rules are no food tokens. You know, like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not interested in the latest like food craze or food fad. And there's mad men. Like I've got buddies that actually you know will get in there and, and expose themselves to that risk. And and if you can get out in time, you know before the hot potato is, is well, done. There you go. Pass, you said it's like, a hot potato. You, know, you might make some money, but at the same time, like. I don't. I don't want to expose myself to that level of risk. Sure. Uh, even if the rewards are great, because you know, you're. All it takes is that one fucking time. You know, especially if you're being irresponsible with your sizing and getting super greedy, it takes that one time. You know, for you to like shrooms, for example. Um. Hey, I'm gonna farm this. I'm gonna get all this APY, but it doesn't matter because you know I had to buy you know ten thousand dollars worth of shrooms, um, and I, and I farmed you know what could have been uh you know fifty thousand dollars worth of shrooms but that but by the time it's all said and done you know people are farming so much that the price of shrooms has gone down 80 percent um or so you could be matter. nugs and they can just sh- yeah. open uh, close up shop overnight or, yeah or not hey so, uh appreciate all the ethereum guys uh there's something wrong with their contract peace <laughs> uh yeah so i mean now chamber's gonna go farm something so what should he farm um, I think, I think the best things to farm uh, for people who are um, who are not not like just deep in the shit and and seeing you know super familiar are probably um, going to be like lending opportunities. Like I can go and, and I can lend out my Ethereum and, and those loans. When people take out loans from these platforms, they're collateralized. Right. So even if they can't pay me back, their collateral is going to get liquidated and I'm going to get my money back. So your um, risk is much smaller. Your risk is much smaller uh, just being a, a lender, um, especially and if you can find a good opportunity like Cream was a fantastic opportunity. I feel like you're going to tell me to do this with MTA. Uh, well, yeah, MTA is similar. And, and with MTA, it's um, you're, you're looking at a project that like has it's a protocol. You know, it has a, a definite use case um, and it's here for the long term. Um, so I can sit there and I can farm uh, MTA all day. Now the price action of this coin has been a fucking bitch. Um, like I, I bought MTA at you know two dollars and eighty cents, and then I bought it at five and seven, and then I bought it at ten dollars, and I bought it at five dollars again, then I bought it at three dollars and fifty cents. Like, like just fucking go already, right? Like you know I, I, I don't have the, I don't want to sit in this forever. Um, but at the same time, you know I can park uh, my MTA and you know I can farm it because I know that that this has long-term viability and worst case scenario like maybe i get wrecked on it temporarily but there's you know there's a good high probability that it's going to come back one day and that i'm gonna you know have the last laugh um and that's what i mean you know you don't want to be in these flavor of the month type things you know you want to buy into things that have like real staying power and and that really reduces your risk surface here um but these lending opportunities are, are just great i mean and that's because you don't have the risk of impermanent loss. You don't have the risk of, of losing your money. I mean, there's protocol risk, which means that, oh shit, guys, sorry, there's a bug in the smart contract, and uh, you know, all your money's gone now. So, you know, apologies for that. So, you always want to be, you know, investing in things that I, I don't want to ever put my money in something that's that hasn't been audited. You know, solidity is like Swiss cheese. Um, it's just full of holes, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of smart guys out there that. If your if your contract hasn't been audited, if it's a clone of something, if it was thrown together with haste or anything like that, there's guys out there that'll figure out a way to take your money um, to fuck the contract up just because they want to watch the world burn. Um, so you know, cream was a compound fork, and uh, 
you know, the novel thing about Cream was, because, you know, I, I know I discussed novelty earlier, so I have to address this. Um, the novel thing about Cream was, is that Cream uh, was operating outside of, like, uh, legal jurisdictions, essentially, or U.S. legal jurisdictions. So they didn't have to be careful about what they listed. And, and it allowed them to list a lot of uh, fringe assets and, and things that people didn't have a place to, to lend and borrow uh, very quickly, uh, which allowed them to gain market share. Um, but lending, you know, you're a noob, you want to farm, you know, get some Ethereum, get some USDT, lend that shit out on a platform that's going to compensate you for you being there, you know, as a lender. Um, that's that's the ticket, in my opinion. There we have it. Chamber, any last questions before we wrap this bad boy up? Uh, I mean, if you don't know... What did you learn today? I learned so much today. <laughs> I learned not to buy any food-related tokens. Yep. Uh, I learned um, what what farming really is, um, even though so I'm So, like, I learned that farming wasn't just for food tokens. There you go. So, <laughs> there, that's a that's a huge one. That's a huge takeaway, <laughs> guys. People just took the whole like because it's called farming. People just took that way too far. That's um, what I mean. And then they just started yeah. making food, and that was it. It's like that, Confused I'm sure everybody. I've seen that. You know, all the farmers are posting this. It's honest work meme. It ain't much, but it's honest work. <laughs> it's so you know, good. That, that farmer, and, you know, crypto. Crypto is all about the memes. And yeah. memes have such. I mean, incredible power. I mean, you you've seen. Uh, I mean, pretty much like with Donald Trump, like. I'm sure a large majority of, of him winning his presidency was based on memes. Sure. Um, because, you know, it, it, how could you not make memes about that? Memes are that's why Portnoy low cost likes us. Uh, viral marketing. Yeah. yeah, that's why Portnoy likes us. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, so, he loves the memes and stuff. Yeah. Um, that's going uh, gonna to wrap us up. We got a lot of awesome, useful information here, which is uh, not always what you get with us. So I'm very happy with uh, the information we've gotten in this episode. So, Messi, thank you so much for joining us again. I hope you uh, have enjoyed yourself a second time and will eventually come back for a third. Uh, I'm so, honored to come back for a third. Awesome. You know, guys, there's so much we didn't get to discuss. I know. Today. It's crazy. <laughs> and I mean, there's so much more to dis to discuss. If anybody's interested in furthering um, this discussion, if you go to my Twitter page at Crypto Messiah, there's a link to join the Trading Pit. I was going to uh, ask you about uh, the Trading Pit to the, end it off. The company off. that I work for, um, Hero Games, has a chat room just full of degenerates, and and these are people that have been, you know, in the shit. These are these are guys that have been in the trenches through this whole farming things. Um, a lot of these guys are, are, most of these guys I'd say are much more degenerate than me. You know, they're gonna, they're taking, the, they're farming food and, you know, farming nuts and acorns and all this, all this just shit that I would never touch. Um, but some of them have done quite well. So, I mean, if you do want exposure and you want to ask some questions, it's a free Telegram room uh, that's sponsored by Hero Games, and you can get in there and you can ask questions. And I mean, everybody's super nice. Um, so, and, just so you know, like sometimes you know somebody will tell you to join a telegram group you'll go join and it'll be like crickets in there uh i i check the trading pit like you know probably once a day because i'm in there but it's uh, i have missed five fifty five thousand four hundred and seventy four messages since the last time i looked like this this place is popping so i will uh i will second that it, it is uh one of the most happening spots on uh telegram for sure so check out the trading pit how's everything with uh hero any updates there before we wrap up 
Yeah, um, Hero's going fantastically well. We have just announced a couple of partnerships. You know, we've got, um, everybody saw, you know, we, we have partnerships with uh, some huge names like Elevator Research, CMS. Um, all, all of these big funds have come in to be liquidity providers um, for our LPP program on the Hero platform. And we have uh, some new products coming out very shortly that are going to, um, and, and this is uh, in partnership with a big exchange that you know I won't mention yet, but these, these products are going to be highly liquid and they're going to allow people to have exposure to um, kind of options in a very simple way. Um, like imagine being able to come into Bitcoin uh, or come onto Hero and say, you know, I want to put up 0.1 BTC uh, for 50x odds that Bitcoin is going to be over $50,000 by uh, December 1st, right? Uh, well, you're going to be able to do that and more on our platform very soon. And I think that's that's kind of the X factor because MoonRect's been popular. MoonRect is, has gotten a lot of attention and, and MoonRect is kind of our flagship product, you know, and, and for people that aren't familiar with it, if you go to Hero.io, you can check it out. It's a lot of people will say it's similar to binary options. I mean, you have to choose if you think the market's going to go up or down. But the main difference is binary options. Um, the odds are rigged against you because you're playing against the house. On Moonwrecked, you're actually playing peer to peer. You're playing against other players. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You were talking about how the uh, 50/50 liquidity worked on Uniswap. It's kind of the same thing, right? If you're not on if you're on the the heavy side, it, the ratio is better on the other side. So, uh, right. I mean, it's it's a hundred percent like that. Yep. So you know, I mean, if I bet you know that it's going to go up, and, and five people bet you know that it's going to go down, and we're all equivalent. You know, the guy that bet that it's going to go up, if it goes up, is going to make uh, a good share of tokens. Um, yep. I was yeah, addicted I mean, when in the beta. <laughs> yeah, it, it's addicted. Unfortunately, you know, we had to wall off uh, U.S. customers yeah. and, and other people from you know other jurisdictions, um, but. You know, the big thing about Moonwrecked, while it's super fun to play, you know, degenerates want a place where they can go and, and where they can get really rich or really wrecked really fast. Um, <laughs> and I think our next product is going to take that that idea to the next level. Um, so I'm really, really excited to announce, you know, what the names of those products are, go into more detail about, um, you know, who our partner is uh, on those products and, and all that sort of shit. And it, that's, that's all stuff that's coming, you know, very soon, I'd say within the next month. So be on the lookout for that. And, uh, the website is hero, H X R O dot I O for anybody that's interested in checking that out. Awesome. And I can vouch for uh plan hero. I, I was in the beta when they had us, uh, and I, I loved it. It was oh, me too. I spent way too much time on it. Yes. So, so uh, we'll, we'll have you back on when, uh, when that stuff kicks off, you could talk more about that. Yeah, I'd love that. Uh, but for sure, check it out, and then uh, check out the trading pit. And obviously, you know where to find Messi on Twitter. If you don't know, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. So, uh, Ask Crypto Messiah, come yep, say what's up. That's I it. Promise you, I'm friendly. That, that's it. So awesome, man! Thank you so much. That's gonna do it for us. And until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can help support us by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and become a wrecked patron by signing up for a monthly tier on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com forward slash wrecked podcast. Don't get wrecked.